0: There we go. Well, good morning, and welcome to 2020, our first Ministry Advancement Call of 2020. Hope your new year is off to a great start. Excited to uh, start this this year off with a conversation about how we can uh, evaluate our current huddles as well as the huddles that we would like to get started on our ministry plan, and either hit the reset button, the refresh button or even start a new huddle. So we're gonna enjoy a conversation about that, share best practices, go over any questions that you have, as well as share experiences. Uh, Before we get into that, uh, Mark Jones, would you mind just opening our time with, with some prayer? I gotcha, let's open. God, just thank you so much for a brand new year. Thank you for the reminder that with every ending, there's a new beginning. And the seasons change and things come and go, but we can always start fresh and thank you for a new year with a clean line to start fresh again. Um, we pray for everyone here and all of our teammates across the, the Northeast and across the world that their 2020 will will be one that glorifies you and brings more people to your kingdom and to your throne. In our conversation today, just help us to, to really be able to learn from one another, hear some best practices, get some fresh ideas on how to, to help our student-athletes better as they minister to one another and um, just help those seeds to be planted and for your kingdom to grow through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Mark. Well, as I look at the, the landscape of our region, between community coaches and, and campus huddles, we have about 200 huddles currently going on throughout our region, which is great. Uh, and that's more than halfway to... Uh, each of your ministry plans and uh, if you sum up all of your ministry plans and all the huddles uh, you have in your goal list uh, we're, we're more than halfway there uh, for 2020 um, which is a great start but i know that of those 200 plus huddles some uh, you might want to hit some hit reset on some you might want to just freshen up and, and say okay what are we going to do for this new year and 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 there are also i know uh, about a hundred or so huddles that uh, that we haven't started yet. And you're, you're wondering, how do, we, how do we in this new year get those huddles started? How do we get them off the ground? How do we make sure that uh, every huddle that we have in our region is, uh, is truly an FCA huddle that represents our ministry and is, is fully functioning, moving toward excellence, and accomplishing what you have in your ministry plan? So we're going to have a conversation about that because here January uh, 2nd, it's a great time of year to look at all of those huddles and evaluate them and, and this is also a great time of year as, as students return to campus as coaches look at the new year as your communities going to come out of the ho- the holiday days uh, and get get rolling into the new year it's a great time to uh, just refresh that excitement that they have and that passion they have for huddles so let me start by by asking the question, this is going to be more discussion based because I, I know I, uh, as I have talked to each of you throughout the year, I know you have great experiences and you have some best practices of how you and your local area go about uh, really getting those those huddles either off the ground or or even uh, moving those huddles to an even greater depth in the new year. So I'd love for to hear some best practices, but but let me ask the question first: What is what in your mind is, is the number one, or or what are the handful of obstacles that you have in coming out of the, the winter break for your huddles? What's, what about coming out of winter break
1: presents an obstacle for your, your local huddles? Hey Nate,
2: this is Mike. Uh, what I found is when they come out of the break, sometimes they're not as focused. You know, they've been away; they just come back, and sometimes it's almost like you get to re-energize them a little bit. Not all huddles, but some. So, what we do is uh, we have a, an aggressive schedule. We're trying to hit every huddle uh, that we have in January, and uh, just to make sure that the leaders are still engaged and focused. They have the, you know, their Bibles and materials. The advisor and coach are still equipped and engaged and ready to go forward. And, uh, that's worked for us. You know, it's, it's turned up some things that we may have to work on, but it's also re-energized them as well.
0: That's great. That's great. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that, Mike. So uh, anybody else with a similar experience where as they come out of the, the winter break, maybe, you know, visiting each year huddles and, and touching base with them, is it something that you've done in your local area? If that's not something you you regularly do, why might making sure that you touch base with all of your huddle leaders and all your huddle coaches be something that they, uh, you'd want to do in the new year? What about that makes sense to you as Mike shared that? I would think that it's important because uh, everything is starting new. It's not just the FCA. It's not just huddles, but there's so many new beginnings to many, so many new things uh, of the new year. Um, I think it's important to keep the FCA huddles a priority and make sure that you're touching base and that allowing something to supersede uh, the importance of the huddles. That's great. Yeah. Right now is a, is a perfect time for people to, to make New Year's resolutions. I know that they say that, that, uh, the vast majority of New Year's resolutions don't stick, but there's something about the turn of the, the calendar and, and a new year that people want to have that fresh start. Or maybe they, it's, as Adam said, it's a new beginning and our huddles can be the same thing. Uh, and, and embracing that, I think, is, is really key to either re-energizing your current huddles or taking huddles that are, that are operating at a high level and actually bringing them to a new level. I know one common practice in the new year for huddles, whether they be coaches, campus, or community huddles, is to use something like one word uh, that Dan Britton, Jimmy Page, and John Gordon uh, produced a number of years ago. One word that will change your life. And that, that's a great, a, a great resource that, that you can use either by, by handing out those books. You know, it's a, it's a New Year's present, if you will, if you want to just get those books for your huddles and hand them out. We also have uh, PDFs and, and PowerPoint presentations and all. I mean, there are lots of resources that we have for even, even that one thing, one word that will change your life. And everybody who's a, who participates in that will, will come up with one word that they'll use for their, that entire year, right? And we've, we've had individuals do this. We've had entire huddles do this. We've had schools do this. I was down at King's College a few weeks ago to, uh, with the New York City team, we were doing some coaches' discipleship training. And right at King's College, uh, in, in their facility, an entire dorm has done this. Each floor of, of the dorm has done this for over a decade, where they, that, that dorm floor comes up with one word for the year. So this works at a, in a number of different settings, a number of different uh, groups of people, whether it be an individual or an entire, an entire dorm. Uh, one word is just one resource that we can use uh, as adam said to to help really embrace that idea of this is a new beginning this is a fresh start this is a time to really set the pace and set the tone for our new year that 's great that's great so we so there are some obstacles right we we know that coming out of the holidays coming out of Christmas and new year's people are coming back and and they're a little, they could be a little bit low They could be you know, still in holiday mode where they, they really need to, to just get re-energized or refocused. So there are some obstacles, but um, we also, as Adam said, there are some opportunities, right, some new beginnings. So uh, we have to understand that, that both are in play here uh, and, and make sure that we move all of our huddles toward that, that re-energ- re-energizing, passionate uh, start that we really want for the new year. So let's talk about uh, some of the other things that you've done in your local area. One word is, is one example, but what, what do you do? Whether you're on a, a high school campus, a college campus, let's focus on, on campus huddles. What do you do to start the new year to make sure that your huddles that are existing get off to a great start?
2: See Dan. Nate, I can could, I could jump in again, Nate. A couple, of, you know, um, we communicate with with the uh, huddle leaders to make sure that, you know, the meeting times are the same and, and nothing's changed coming out of the break. You know, sometimes schedules change and that type of thing. And, uh, and then, again, to try to give them a little boost, um, we wanted some t-shirts that we're doing. Uh, we have some set up. I think we have 12 huddles that are doing this. first bring a friend you bring a friend you get a shirt you know and that type of thing just to try to cast that net a little wider and and again bring some energy to the huddles a couple of them are doing some uh some you know special uh food events and that type of thing and we have several that are planning at end of the school year fca night so we're we're laying you know we, we've laid out some plans for that but just something a little bit different you know hey you come back what can we do to to energize this a little bit so those are just a few of the things that that we've done on our end bring a friend plan a food food day for one of the huddles and uh and are you going to do an end of the year um program and and the reason i love the end of the year program we can get into this later is the parents come because one of the things, the challenges that we have is we have all these students over 400 in the Hampshire huddles, but we really don't know the parents that well, but we, we do get to meet the parents at the FCA nights at the end of the year. And then that gives us, that gives me a direct line to them to follow up, whether it's via email or have a lunch or breakfast meeting and turn them into a donor. So well, that's, that's, okay. that's a different subject for a different day.
0: Yeah. Well, I, what I love about that, Mike, is that you're incorporating various aspects of the ministry. It, it, these aren't siloed uh, ministry opportunities, right? It's not that we, in this compartment, have campus huddles, and then we, in another uh, site separate and isolated uh, compartment, we have communities and parents and teams and, and coaches or or uh, even donors, right? Uh, being Being able to integrate the ministry is a great way to, to make sure that the overall health of the ministry is strong. That's, that's great. Yeah, you know, Mike mentioned, uh, planning. One, one thing you can do at the beginning of the year is to uh, engage your leaders, engage your, your students and coaches in planning for later events. And maybe it's an end of the year event. Maybe it's a tailgate, uh, you know, for the springtime as the weather gets warmer and, and teams start to, to have more games and you can just show up to games. Uh, what are some other ways that you use the new year and the uh, new semester to engage your students and engage your leaders in some of those planning events? What are some opportunities that you, you uh, capitalize on for planning?
1: Can I say something kind of controversial?
0: I would love that.
1: Okay. We have on our college campus, we have a bunch of women that get together to watch The Bachelor. It's like the big bachelor night. So we've incorporated bachelor and Bible study. And I know it's kind of controversial, but we have like 30 women signed up. So we're going to, and I know it's probably not, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but we have a captive audience. And so we're going to do a Bible study. Well, they're there anyway. So yeah. We're so doing this it is an, this we're a new initiative. Us. It's a new thing we're starting because bachelor starts tomorrow night, tonight. Okay. Monday well, Monday, whatever Monday is. So it's our a Monday night Bible study and
0: Okay. So Sorry. the Monday night Bible study is using that. So I, I didn't I don't know that schedule. I, I can't I don't claim that I, I watched that, but um, I don't either, I,
1: but I'm going to. Yeah.
0: So you're you're taking what the students are already doing and you're saying, okay, let's let's now uh, if any way possible redeem this time uh, right. that would, might otherwise be wasted. Let's right. redeem this time tongue in cheek uh, for for the Lord. Uh, so that's, and
1: that's I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. What? And I'll be there because then if I'm watching it with them, it's gonna open up a lot of conversations, I think, where I can ask a lot of questions during the show about identity, about a lot of different things.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, i people to think I mean I think we can do that in any any social media stream and in any uh Pop culture anything that that, that the culture uh, that we're ministering to is doing, we can we can use that to ask questions. That's that's a great thing to whatever it is, ask great questions, help people to think about what it is that they're consuming. Um, and maybe it changes what they consume or how they consume it. But to be able to bring Christ into the culture that way, I think is you know those are those are creative ways, and that's that's the key. What are some creative ways that we are? uh, breathing life into these huddles or helping these these huddles to get off the ground into in 2020 you know another another opportunity that we have this this is a great time for camp planning and camp marketing so just like in New Hampshire there they bring the leaders and the students into their end of year things just like you can bring them into planning for for tailgates and and ministering to teams on their their, uh, campuses uh, you know as right now we're in in, in the middle of winter season you know how can you show up to the 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 friday night high school game and and minister there how can you as spring practices roll out get ready for uh, for that change of season you can also bring them into the camp planning season start start marketing your camps now with with your students get them get them to be aware of and excited for camps coming up And, and and just knowing that you put something on the calendar where you're going to have students go together to those camps, I think does build excitement on your campus. Uh, It builds excitement with your coaches, knowing that they have these camps to look forward to, these camps to to serve at, these camps to get their their athletes to. So uh, thinking of of what's on the calendar for 2020, bringing that into play is is also a great way to just energize those huddles. All right, so those... That's covering the, the existing huddles, right? How do you how do you breathe new life in the existing huddles? How do you re- refresh or reset huddles that are kind of maybe flagging a little bit? Uh, but what about new huddles? This is this is a, to me, just like September, uh, you know, August and September is a great time to to start new huddles. I think January is a great time if you, if you have certain huddles that either you haven't certified for whatever reason. It's a great time to focus in on those. It's also a great time to, to take new ground right? Starting new huddles. So uh, January is, is a wonderful time to do that. Like I said, we're more than halfway to hitting uh, our region's ministry goals for the number of, of, campus community and coaches huddles. But that means we have a lot of huddles that we haven't started yet. And in January, we're going to see a, a big rise in certified huddles. For instance, just, just a few days ago, I met with a coach and a student uh, who are going to be starting a huddle in, in our community starting two huddles in our community uh, and they're going to start january 15th because that's that's when the timing of of the calendar year and the, the school year that's that's when it matched up so these will be new huddles that are starting in a few weeks here we used the, the winter break and we'll use the first week back from school to help plan those huddles make sure that the student is 100 percent set and what and what she'll be uh Doing to facilitate the group to, to explain what the goals are of, of this huddle to make sure that coach understands what his role is and how he can best position the students for success, how they can get this off the ground and and really uh, at this point create awareness that this new huddle is going to be hitting the school uh, January 15th so let 's talk for the last few minutes here. What do you do when January comes around? what do you do? In your local area to help start new huddles? What are some things that have worked for you? Or what are some ways that you've planned that out?
3: I'm finding the need for volunteers. Um, just, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to start a huddle if there aren't Parents, or a youth pastor, or somebody who is willing to serve as the huddle coach, um, so that I can focus on that individual and they can take it to the huddle. And, you know, I have a few huddles that don't have those people in place. And I'm really feeling the strain of trying to keep them up and keep them energized. Um, you know, as the coaches' ministry grows, um, I'm just at a point where, you know, I feel like I might have to let one or two of those campus huddles fizzle out if that's what they're going to do because the coaches ministry keeps growing and I just don't have people in place. So I am looking for people to put in place, but strategically I'm just reluctant to start another one without having those people in place up front.
0: Mm. And that's, that's, that's a a common uh, issue that that we're facing. So I appreciate you bringing it up. I think you also hit on the, the answer, right? Uh, The coaches ministry is growing And we have a need for huddle sponsors, huddle coaches, and the the opportunity for us to take that coaches ministry to the next level by really equipping and then empowering coaches to be those huddle leaders, right? Those those huddle coaches, uh, huddle sponsors, if you will, to to guide those students and help those students to prep and to to engage the community, those those other parents that might want to volunteer to, to bring breakfast or bring the the food, right? Uh, Those coaches know the members in the community who might wanna be a part of that. The coaches know the students in the hallways who who, uh, have a faith and might be leaders uh, for new huddles or might be people who might attend a current huddle. So I, I think, you know, Dan, you bring up a great point that we have an opportunity to, just like we mentioned before, integrate the ministry, right? We have coaches ministry that's growing. We have campus ministry that there's a high demand. Uh, I think uh, we have a great opportunity, and SCA works best when we integrate those aspects of the ministry, where coaches' ministry uh, becomes the the filter by which we we start those campus huddles, right? So, as as you have coaches and coaches' huddles who are growing in their faith, uh, the the huddle I just referenced is starting in our community. That's a 76er. That's a that's a coach who, for over a year, uh, was discipled, and then from that. Said yes. I, I'd like to help start a huddle, and so now we're we're starting that that campus those two campus huddles because of a coach who was a 76er is part of a huddle, and then uh, is taking taking it to his campus. So uh, let's let's make sure that we are in in all things considering the coach, and when where we have opportunities to start campus huddles look to the coaches in that community or coaches who are, were in that vicinity who are part of a coach's huddle and invite them to take the next step in their faith of taking that mantle of leadership, uh, not just on the field or on the court, but, uh, but for their campus in terms of FCA uh, campus ministry. So that's, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, Dan. Uh, That's, that's a, a great opportunity that we have to do that. And that's, it's real, we, we can't be the ones, we shouldn't be the ones who are at every single huddle, every single week, uh, being, serving as the coaches, or the, serving as the huddle sponsor, right? If we can find coaches to do that, that's, that's when we work best. And uh, if, if you're feeling that same strain of trying to get to 30 huddles or, or however many huddles that you have, if you're feeling that strain, uh, first, first stop should always be that coach's huddle. And see which coaches will be a part of that the
3: other The other challenge with that is ninety five percent of my coaches don 't work at the school; they work full time and then they coach so they don 't have access to the school, so then it 's finding you know other volunteers so trying to work both trying to develop that pool sure whether it's a coach or otherwise um, That's just my, my mission over
0: the next. Yeah, no, I, I 100% appreciate that. That's, and that's where we, uh, we can get, get, uh, we, we want to stay creative in how we start those, those other huddles, right? I've seen some who start instead of a a multi-sport campus huddle, they'll start a team huddle, right? That, that coach doesn't work in the school. That coach has access to his or her team. So maybe starting that team huddle, start there, uh, and then let that grow someday into a, a multi-sport huddle. Uh, again, you know, utilizing the, the influence of that coach, where that coach does have the influence. If, and, in, and more and more coaches are not working in the schools, you're right, Dan. Absolutely. Uh, so maybe that, that coach's team, you know, that'll relieve some of that pressure that we have to start some of those huddles. But it's, uh, sneakily 929 we're at the end of our time here i appreciate uh the insights and the dialogue i I hope to continue this conversation i would love to if you just email me uh separately i'd love to hear what you're doing in your area to to either start new huddles uh to hit reset and refresh on current huddles uh, how you're just energizing huddles to to really embrace uh the new year and and people's minds right now are are focused on what am I going to do in this new year? How does God want want this year to run? You know, 2019, let's learn from that. Let's move into 2020. How do we we leverage that mentality that's going on right now in these, these first few weeks of 2020 to uh, bring that into our huddles and see those grow. So I I appreciate uh, everybody being on. Hope you have a blessed day. Look forward to seeing you soon. Have a good day, everybody.